evening, folks. Welcome along to the LWB Club Football Pod, episode two, in association with Seamus Burn Electrical, Scats Bounce and Castles, Fine Framers Carlo, The Barber's Barbershop, the Recovery Hub, J&J Services, Milano's Takeaway Abidance Town, Carpenter's Bar, Lounge and Restaurant, Ray Wheel and Limited, and Precision Media Productions, our partners for the duration of the uh, Carlo Football Championships. And uh, thanks to each and every one of them for coming on board and making it happen for us. Uh, great to have their support. Without it, it's simply doesn't happen so thanks again to all our sponsors uh pack program uh where do we start it's been an epic weekend of action in carlo some serious results some serious surprises um i suppose for the teams that won unexpectedly maybe it's not a surprise to them but definitely for a wider audience there there might be a few raised eyebrows shall we say over the course of the weekend that's i suppose across all grades as well not just exclusive to the senior but all the way down along the ranks so we will be uh getting through a nice bit over the next hour or so uh drop us a comment if you're tuned in we're live on facebook youtube and on twitter we're at the left wing back on twitter and on instagram as well so let's delve straight into the action i'm going to bring in brian donahue for the second week in a row how are you doing sir hello kev how are things flying by after being a serious weekend and we're going to rock on with our first guest of the evening uh mr shane redmond of tin island how are you sir well how's it going lads now, if ah, I'd known he was coming, I wouldn't have come on. <laughs> How is it? I, right, I didn't tell him you were coming on either, so... Yeah. <laughs> what's, the, what's the mutual thing there? Shane, well done. Mad result, really, I suppose, for, for a lot of people outside of Tin Island. But for those in Tin Island, not that mad. Um, probably would have went in expecting to win that yesterday. Well-structured, stuck to the plan, didn't panic, went six points down... Um and came out with uh, a very dramatic victory, like yeah, it was a bit of a mad game, really. Um, but yeah, like you know, there was probably no shortage of belief. I mean, I say that I think you know, you suppose you never really know until you get there either. Um, you know, and as I said, I've probably only beaten them. That's only probably only my second time beating them. Beating Erog as a senior player, we beat beat them three years ago. But Erog were true. You know, it was the last group game. Erog were already true uh, to a to a semi final or quarter final to that stage, so there wasn't as much on the line, I suppose. Whereas um, was at the weekend, you know, second match, it's still all to play for. Um, there was a bit of belief, like you know, we knew, like we were weren't too far away from in the league in the the the, the proper league um, match in 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 Erog earlier on in the year, and then we were fairly close to them in the league semi final. So I thought we should have pipped them really in that league semi final. Um, so there was that that to back, you know, we, we had that to fall back on. But uh, as I said, you you don't really know until you get there uh, how things are going. Um, but it was just I was brilliant, brilliant day, you know, and to um in the manner of as you say to go so far behind. I mean, we had a disastrous start. Like you're looking up the scoreboard, thinking, you know, thinking, Jesus, like how did we how did we get here all of a sudden? But there was no panic. In fairness, everyone kind of stuck to what we've been working on everyone kind of tried to put the put the scoreboard to the back of the back of the mind and just stay doing what we're doing all year stay doing what what's even and and eddie and, and Eamon are telling us to do and um just just try to stick to it and you know just it's was mad game that you know obviously uh dear missed the penalty but then you know even with that still stuck to it and and just managed to to reel them in then the second half yeah, it was a big moment, uh, in fairness, because there was, I would say, three minutes of a stoppage. Craig White obviously picked up a bit of a knock. Probably yeah. should have got a black card as well, being honest about it. Um, but anyway, like, yeah, I mean, like, it was funny because I was only texting, I was texting last year on. Like, when I was on the field, I actually didn't think it was a black. I thought he got it right. But geez, I looked back at it today and it was, it was fairly stonewall now. Looking back at it, I thought it was, uh, it was what the, the black card was brought in for, really. It was one of those complete yeah. drag down so he was he was lucky enough to, to stay out I suppose yeah and then you've had the benefit of looking at it there again I suppose and Paul, Paul only gets one look at it so it's not it's, yeah. it's not easy like you know exactly. in fairness oh, no, and in fairness I was saying you know, I thought overall Paul had a great game to be honest um, you know, there wasn't too many there wasn't too many decisions that you'd have major gripes with and it's one of those where you know it's, it's at high speed he goes in he goes down you know, a couple of lads go to ground at the same time, and it's it's hard to know who who dragged who down. I suppose, but uh, but yeah, just one of those. I suppose. 
But there's, right. some, there's something something mad happening in Ireland when you've you scoring two goals the week before and uh, Danny kicking an absolute uh, worldy from 40, 45, 46 meters. Yeah, uh, sixty five, I think. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered eighty five, but I tell you what, uh, we have we have the clip here, so I might actually just bring it up and, and give people a look at it. Um, the volume it's we might score. water pony on, but just the uh, just as we're in the build up to this, we will analyze it properly. Uh, I didn't realize there was as much interest in Carlo football because there's about 26,000 views on this clip up on the <laughs> left wing back Twitter page, and that's not an exaggeration, like we were saying about the yardage in which Danny scored from. That's actually fact. So, uh, that was that was Good. crazy. And while we're on the 20, topic, 25,999 of them are probably Danny Moore. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I'd be the very Sammy self for King 100%. Thanks to, thanks 100%. to Casey Tobin and the Aerog management, in fairness, actually give permission for the clip to be released over to the left wing back. So fair play to them as well. And it wasn't too long after the game. So uh, thanks to Casey and the Aerog management. But uh, before we kind of go into this in detail, we, sh- we, sh- we probably should put a bit of context on this. I'd say, Shane, you had possession for maybe a minute. I'd say yeah. felt like a minute anyway, and your own supporters were absolutely losing the mind over on the terrace side. They were like, just kick it in, look at the clock like, and all this. And that's probably the single biggest obstacle you come up against when you play a game plan like yours, when mm. it has to be methodical, it has to be, you know, and even from a defensive shape point of view, I know when you get that arc, you're happy enough to let the opposition have the ball in a certain point. But supporters don't understand that plan occasionally. And I think... You know, you got to be strong as a player to not fall back into um, listening maybe to what they're saying, even though they mean well. But it goes against what you're trying to do as a plan. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a funny one, really, at the weekend, because a draw for us was, like, probably heading into the last game, a draw was as good as a win. Because, um, we, you know, we've, we've won last weekend against Ballerana, I've got a draw. You're still going into the last game knowing that a win is going to put you top and then straight into a semi final. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that on one side, but there's also the fact that there's a great opportunity there to get a bit of a monkey off the back, I suppose, to, to, to get a great win in championship, to keep the momentum going, um, and to push on. And you know, out in the field, you know, you're kind of saying, I know that the logic is there, but Jesus, I'd love to, I'd love to go on and win this. Um, so yeah, but it is it is one of those where it's uh, it's tough to tough to decide what to be doing at that stage of a match. But um, but yeah, no. In fairness, you'll see it now. But fair play to Danny for for stepping up and doing it. Yeah, it was. I Connor Ryan, in fairness, one of the lads I'd, I'd like to pick out. Connor Ryan, I thought he has a super match. You can see him here when he gets on the ball. Um, you know, he makes a serious side set there to give that ball into I think it's Connor Brennan is it which sucks a lot of lads into that into the center that then allows you know Cormac to ship it out and gives yeah. any as opposed to the extra it's just the extra yard that he needed because there was uh there was someone bearing down on him but yeah that's why I frozen it here because like it's a pressurized kick it's a hell of a distance out um I'm sure if Steve O'Mara was here he'd be saying you wouldn't be taking that on ordinarily because like it's not entirely inside the scoring zone. But then when they go over, sure, it doesn't matter when you win a game like that. But here it is, we'll, we'll play it on anyway. It's it's a peach of a score. Yeah, peach. And it sailed over, like, it, it plenty to spare in it, in fairness. But, you know, in fairness to Danny, like, no better man. You know, he's been true. He's been true at all, like, club and county. And he's, you know, for us, like, he's a serious leader. Um, he's all, you know, he's, he's always been there. He's always turned up. Uh, he always... You know, he always plays a big game. Um and, and fair play to him for, for sticking that one. And and the one, I suppose, a couple of minutes before that to mm-hmm. to um I think that was to get us within one, I think, was it? Yeah, and the, the other thing I was gonna point out and one one their names, but he was getting a bit of guff in the second half from one of their old lads that were saying, let Danny have it, let Danny have it. So I was just trying to wind up a little bit and then he popped that first one and then he goes and, and does that. So uh, yeah. Uh, I'd say there was a lot of people calling into Dials looking for paint this morning, or maybe heavy <laughs> yeah. autographs, I'd say. And, uh, you know, pain testers were an excuse for an autograph, I'd say, this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dials, but, but fair play to them all the same. But Shane, to balance things up a bit, I'd actually like to highlight something. I, I went looking for this clip in the moment because I just thought it was a rogue at their brilliant best when, when they turn over a ball, how they move from A to B. And mm. you do it well yourselves, in fairness, right? But 
Um, I thought this was class. Like, yes, probably Ryland should have tacked that ball, but Cormac is on it straight away and they sniff it out. Here's Gannon moving on to it. You get the ball to your shooter on the loop. And I just want to pause this for a sec as well before he shoots. Look what Gannon does like. That's just so discreet as well. Just standing in front of the two Tin Ryland defenders or would-be tacklers. And it just gives Chris Blake enough space to uh, to get the shot away. And he finishes it superbly. Like, yeah. I haven't done a count on this, but that's a matter of seconds from the time Carl yeah. turns that over to the time. And there was down probably the several other examples of that as well. I mean, we knew going in that the one thing we couldn't do was give the ball away cheaply around the middle third. You know, with the because you know we'll obviously get lads back when when we're defending. But we also committed a lot of lads forward as well. So if you give it away yeah. around the middle third, you're you're always going to be struggling. We knew we, we couldn't be doing that, but. Um, you know, we did it a lot in the first 15 minutes. Um, you know, we, we gifted we gifted Aero. I mean, not not gifted. I mean, Aero had to work for them. And you see how how good they are at that uh, when they're given those chances. Um, but that's something that we would have been very disappointed in our own performance in the, in the first 15 minutes. How, how much just cheap ball we gave away. You know, and that comes down to a bit of, bit of nerves and, you know, just that, that experience, that big, big match day experience, you know. Question I'd have there uh, for me: What looks a little bit different about Tinryland this year? I know there's a lot of football to be played still, and you'll know that more than anyone. But if you went in at halftime like you did maybe in previous times, or even take Dermot who's missed the penalty, stood up and knocked over a free very quickly after that, you go in three down, and there's times where you, you probably would have capitulated. Um, that's just calling it very honestly. But this year it looks different. Like there's a bit of a steeliness about you, um, and that's that's very encouraging going forward. Yeah, it is in fairness. I think it's it's just a testament to the amount of work that's gone into it, I suppose. Um, do you know that we just have that confidence now that um we've 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 done the work in the background. So uh if we if we stick to that, we should be all right. You know, there's there's a certain kind of confidence I suppose that comes from from that. Um so yeah, I mean it's 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 changing like you know, thanks be to God it's changing because there was, as you say, there was so many close matches over the last, I don't know, since I started playing football, where you, you should have won, but you left it slip in the last 10 minutes, or you couldn't recover after, a, you know, a goal goes in. Like, in fairness, Shane, when, when, you can, when you can grow a beard like that, why wouldn't you have confidence? Like? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, but something, and I said this, I think I said it last week, and I said it to you yesterday, um, Maybe before the match or whatever, Kev. But um, remember, twenty eleven, you turned that filly over in the semi final. Um, oh, I... <laughs> Don't we all? But um, that there's a similar sort of a feel to you this year, like that little bit of aggression, that little bit of uh, yeah. cuteness or whatever. Like, uh, does that come from lads just in the back of their minds deciding that um, you're sort of tired of? Um, maybe quarterfinals or semifinals and you, you want to go like, where, where, is there something does anyone mention that or does it get said anywhere like let's train not really no not really I mean as I said like I think this year it's all about just the work that we've put in so far and how confident we are in what we're doing you know everyone has bought in that's you know that's the big thing like there's been a big enough turn turnover of players in the last couple of years and there's some really, really good footballers coming through, which is, which is really encouraging, you know, for the, the likes of of myself and and Danny Moore and a few other lads on 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 the wrong side of thirty at this stage. But you know, there's some really good footballers coming through that are not only good talented footballers but are clued in as well, um, and 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 are buying into it. Uh, you know, everyone's, many... everyone's buying into it. And it's great, great atmosphere around the place. How many of that that minor A team that was it twenty fifteen or twenty uh, what year was that that the, 14, the minor A? It was. 14. fourteen. Yeah, Niall Lowry was on it. Was uh, maybe Conor Ryan as well? How many of that Conor team maybe is on? Jonah Dunn maybe. Jonah would be probably a year or two younger. I'd say he might have been on it. Um, but yeah, there's there's probably like there's not a huge amount from any one team. I suppose we've we've got a couple of. A lot of teams, you know, around that 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 age group. Um, you know, likes of Conor Brennan came in had, had a you know two great championship matches so far. Like 
you know, Morris Lawler, um, Paddy Regan, obviously Jonah, and there's another few lads, I suppose, that, that haven't got on yet that are chomping at the bit. And they're like, the likes of Gaffney as well. Was Gaffney on that team? No. Uh, Carl would have been a bit older. Um, would he? Keelan, Keelan would have been around that age group as well. So yeah. Well, even look at like the, then there's the guys in between that will say the late bloomers. Like, I marked Barry Power in a Junior C game, which doesn't seem like that long ago. And, <laughs> you know, and look at, look at him now and look where I am here. I'm here talking to Butler and won the night like and that had playing senior championship football in the middle of the field and, 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 and holding his own there, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely... Yeah, Barry's another, person. another, you know, just another great asset now um, that we're, you know, we're after, we're after just, you know, I suppose Stephen and is after, you know, just, just investing in lads like that who, who, he, who he believes in from the start of the year and it, it's paying off, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Shane, you've been very good with your time. I know Tin Ireland are on a high. Uh, staying grounded is probably uh, the biggest thing over the next couple of weeks. And I think in in most counties in around this area anyway, I, I think the biggest challenge uh, for every club is electric picnic next weekend, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah, but uh, at least at least it's left free anyway, I suppose, and lads can go up and enjoy it and decide and Definitely, do what they want. Um, the Boys over at least today, Stephen Miller and them to be good friends of ours here at the left wing back. And he actually said that one of the years when Port East were going well, they booked a, a training camp themselves. Players paid for it and went off to France the weekend of the picnic. Mm. That was that's that's serious commitment, like isn't it? In fairness, yeah, <laughs> you look yeah. at it from that point of view. But the only thing is that the counter argument, as the boys mentioned themselves on that podcast, is if everyone's on the beer, sure it's an even keel, I suppose. But if anyone it can stay off at all, maybe it's an advantage. So that's it, yeah, that's it, <laughs> yeah. Like in fairness, you know, you, you have to just, I suppose, just a bit of common sense. I mean, you know, I remember, you know, when I was back in the early days playing county football, you know, 10 years ago or, or more, that there was these mad drinking bands come in for months and months on end. And, it, you know, completely counterintuitive because, mm-hmm. you know, physically it probably doesn't make that much difference. The odd, you know, it, you know, in, in the odd night here and there, uh, but they just cause disruptions among panels if you put in these three-month drink bans. I think mm-hmm. now, I think a lot of it has gone a bit more sensible, to be honest. Like a lot of the, the teams, both, you know, county and club in the last couple of years, you know, you, you look after yourself and you don't you, you don't go mad, you know, night after night or anything like that. You have a few big nights with the team after matches or whatever, uh, but it's all kind of, it's all a bit more... Sensible, I suppose, you know. Mm-hmm. It's left Shane, up to the players. The, the best luck for the rest of the year. We'll touch base again, and thanks for coming out with us here this evening, all right? Thanks very much, lads. Appreciate it. Come on. What a gent, Shane Redmond. So, Tenoyland, 12 points. Aerogue, 1-8. Um, I suppose, having said that, in terms of the excitement in that, in, you know, the way it finished and all, um, Pal's victory and the manner of it over Raffili has to be up there with you know, as big a surprise. Um, I caught the second half of that on Brian. I know you might have had prior engagements, but um, I was out at the the Lachlan Bridge Junior game against the Cox, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. And I got back for just the end of the first half and most of the second half. And you know, people talk about strength, which you need, and, and physicality. At the end of the day, speed kills. And Pal had <laughs> speed in abundance. It was unbelievable to look at. They were electric and. Bambrick called it here a few weeks ago. He said, Kieran Morn, was it last week he said it? It's like getting yeah. a new player back yeah. and like his influence was unbelievable. A couple of goals to his name. Um, and I looked for this clip from uh, John Nolan of uh, Precision Media Productions because I thought it just really summed up what Pal were about on the night in terms of just going for the juggler. So this is, um, this is Jamie Kenny, right? And I'll just go back to the very start again because... You know, he could easily take his point there if he wants. There's a couple of opportunities to take a point. He's like, nope, I'll go for jugglers. Point on here. Probably a point on there. Nope, I'm going the hallway back of the nest. Great goal. Yeah. A cracking goal. Like, and, you know, just, just summed up what they were about on the night, what their intentions were. And, you know, I, I can't remember. Did anyone out of the three of us give Pal the nod last year? I wouldn't have thought so. No, um... Hesitant Raffili nods, I think, wasn't it for? I was, yeah, I, I was. Um, if there is a god, uh, 
the internet will go now, so I don't have to talk about this match. Um, I would have said I was worried with Moore and back. I was kind of going, oh, and I knew obviously um, Brendan was under pressure and um, Brian was under pressure and Finnegan was under pressure and um, Barry John is that was his first time back on the panel um, or back kind of tugged out um, this year so far uh, since the latter stages of the league. So I still would have hoped that we would have done um, would have lost by what thirteen points, um, and I don't ever in the twenty something years I've been going to Rafferty championship matches I don't ever remember conceding four goals in a championship match. Um, we've often got you know well beaten, but you, um, I think O'Loughlin scored two goals in the uh, one of the county finals maybe, but generally speaking, um, like I don't ever as goals, a, yeah. Tony goals, but um, when the speed, the speed, some of the speed, uh, and um, Kenny's goal there, like I often wonder why more forwards don't, and okay, a lot of forwards won't, mightn't have his speed, but um, so many forwards they might take on a, a fellow once, and if the route is blocked, they turn back and they're waiting to load it off. I don't know why more forwards don't Go start to grab it by the, the horns and just take a man on, take a man on, and turn try to turn him inside out. Okay, mightn't work out, but um, give it a go. Every now and again, because just look at look at the rewards it reaped there. Well, you can um, always come back and most of the time and take the point if yeah if it's yeah. not working out. Like you know what I mean. When, when you get past next thing, has you blocked? Okay, right, we'll take the point then, or someone's coming back on the loop. But, but the final score in that was four uh, eleven to one seven, and yeah. uh, we will have another podcast next Monday night. Albeit I'll be shook as a bag of ten ten twenty after the picnic probably. But we'll be going to permutations and what things mean. But mm. pal, pal are true. Yeah. You know, but we're going to we're going to. I didn't think detail on, 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 on Kenny's goal there. You would be kind of hoping that um, you had like by the time he's maybe going going to take your man on for the second or third time that you get the extra defender back and that that the pat is blocked off. But um, then, then again, the element of surprise of 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 him taking on the man, you know. But um, yeah, and so, like not to give excuses about Raffili. Okay, yeah, missing four kind of main senior kind of spine of the team players, but at the same time, um, like. And your FLA team should be shouldn't be losing by thirteen points to, to anybody, you know. Four eleven to one seven. Uh then just flipping back over to we'll go back to I'll go back to yesterday first and then I'll go to, to Friday because it's kinda you know segues or whatever. But three eight one Rangers, two nine all Auckland. Um like I, I had said and we had said just before we did the commentary yesterday that it was probably gonna be an arm wrestle. Um, lowish kind of scoring encounter, but it was great excitement and great quality in this, and you know, lots of young guns showing up pretty well. Um, Brad Bulger with a cracker outside of the left, and then Evan Keeley. Great goal, absolute cracker. And Evan Keeley's one wasn't too shabby either. Going in, I suppose, at half time, seven points down on Lachlan would have been you know, looking into it was a big ask, it it was you know, it always was going to be probably should have been four points trooping on because. You know, they, they probably should have cleared the danger before the before the forty five, but seven points in it. They clawed it back. They had a back to within three very quickly in in the second half. They didn't they didn't go away. But um, you know, ultimately Rangers had enough. But the big question is now this year, and we've kind of paused it yesterday with the absence of, of Hurling, uh, what can Rangers do? And I'll double this up by saying is there genuinely five or six teams now that can go and win this championship? Uh, definitely. Definitely, mm. it seems um, so open. Like, definitely, like you've Rafaelin um beaten, um, and and looking at maybe facing each other in the quarter final at this stage, depending on on results. Yeah, that's um, a possibility. Yeah. And um, with with trial they're going, with the way Palace seem to be going, and if I was over Rangers, uh, which would obviously never happen, but if I was over Rangers, mm. I would work on the mark because they like the, the men well able to feel ball, and some of the goals they got were. Like as a Raffili person going by the weekend, you'd be a bit worried because the goals that they scored were more or less um through the middle or just winning that kind of uh that rough and tumble ball. Um but the, uh the, the but the, the men they have and the physicality they have, um, I'd be saying, right, let's work on how we're gonna um the one problem they have is like they're capable of missing twenty meter freeze, which is kind of their Achilles heel, like, you know. Now uh your, your man stuck to the first um um uh, the, the first goal, um, sorry. Um, so 
you don't need to get 20 meter freeze when you can do that but at the same time um the, the counter argument to me saying I'd, I'd work on the mark with rangers is that there's unfortunately with them sometimes there's no guarantee that they put the 20 meter free over the bar you know um yeah the but twin they powers were, job in there to go i love that one yeah. they did it against their hog five or six years ago the two burns and in fairness to Mr. Brennan Hennessy, quote with a good one. The two burns worse than the skull, as I said at the time, and it was it was a good one. And you have them in there the goal. There's uh, there's always an element of danger. Um, I'm going to move along because I'm conscious of time. Uh, Friday night's game, the first senior championship game of the weekend. Bagnestown Gales versus Ballinabrana. In at this one as well. One ten, yeah, one ten to one six. Bagnestown won it. Uh, it was a poor game, very very poor game. Um, yeah, no nowhere near the quality in. That you would have saw in the other three games. It doesn't matter to buy this time. No, do they care? Obviously not. Um, they've you know they're in a healthy enough position now in that group as well. And again, as you mentioned, permutations wise, we'll we'll delve into it in greater detail next week. But we will give a quick run through. Um, so in Group One of the Senior Championship, Pallor on four points, and with a game to come against O'Loughlin, um, irrespective of what happens, they're they're going to go straight through to a semi because Rafili and Rangers have bought on two points. But uh, they'll have a head-to-head advantage having defeated both of those. And O'Loughlin are doomed. They're in relegation final, regardless. Uh, Going over to the other side then. Just let us load this up. Uh, the groups are displaying the very same way on both. I don't know, has that been updated now? I'll just do a refresh on it. Oh, no, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Ireland. Yeah. So Ireland, yeah, four. Uh, Bindestown Gales, three. Erog, one. And Banner no poor. Uh, Ballon Rana to play a rogue in the last round to Ryan the Bind of Gales, which is going to be <laughs> a real home dinger. Um, looking forward to that one, and we will preview it next week. And we'll go and turn our attention to uh, the Intermediate Championship very, very shortly. But we uh, we also got this clip, and I just thought this was magnificent stuff because, like, it's just not something you ever see. I've never this seen Alfie the, Alfie Cor- <laughs> yeah, see this being so a dummy like this, it was just so good. <laughs> They have a cock to take about. And the thing is, Alfie still nearly got a hand on it. He was all the mother of all hot dogs, like, do you know? Um, but David Cox, in fairness, in, in recent years, for Ballon has stood up. Um, I suppose when he was coming through from minor, it might have been a lad that you'd say is going to start leading the line. But in big games over the last couple of years, he has performed very, very well. Sweet left boot on him. And yeah, but look, at the same time, as we'll go into detail next week, they have a, a big task on their hands now. As well when Aerog to come. Um maybe maybe a word on Aerog actually just before we mm-hmm. uh, move on to intermediate. Um like what's what's the story? Like they are down big players, obviously, but it's still they're doing uncharacteristic things that we don't associate with Aerog. They're like just taking the wrong option, silly things, maybe in terms of shooting from a position that it's not on, uh trying to pick out a Hollywood pass. Um then obviously we, we see what, what they can do, which we've shown earlier in the program. Um not like it's probably not quite panic stations just yet, but they have a lot of improving to do and they're gonna to have to do it pretty quickly, aren't they? Yeah, I suppose the one thing I'd say is uh when we won the championship in twenty fourteen, um I think we lost the first two games, won the last one, and next year you're in a quarter final and you can build a bit of momentum. So um they're by no means like you'd ne- like the Germans, you'd never write off Aerog, but I wonder, you know, they had four years, say, with Joe Murphy, and that was a well-oiled machine. And Turlow comes in with his with his own ideas and his own um, kind of tricks, and and you know, he's big on tactics and kick-out things and all. So it may be just a case that it's it's taken longer than than they expected to um, to get things kind of moving the way may, maybe he wants or um, could be things like that. Then there's you know the changes of personnel as well um, that that can that can affect the team and then i suppose you've the um the local derby effect like impact okay for years you'd be kind of back in aero at the whole time but with the win to new Ireland had a week before like we were I, I think the one prediction i got right was i think i picked new Ireland last week to to beat them um just because there was a feeling in the air that new Ireland are going well so it, it may not be that aero are um too too far below par and um we're 30 seconds away from a different narrative too do you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. we're talking about this, like they were better by ten points, I suppose, in in, in one sense, like subconsciously. It was the last but kick of the game, yeah. It was the last kick yeah. of the game. They lost, they lost by a point. Have they improved to do? Absolutely. Uh, can any team before to be without an own route, a Jordan Morrissey, and a Ross Dunphy at the same time? Absolutely not. Like you can't. They're they're quality players. Uh, I know on route is that's a, that's a kind of a 
a semi-permanent type of type of thing. And yeah. I know the story is with with Jordan, um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't think they're going anywhere. And even if things don't work out this year, I think when the likes of McCarron and Kyle Burn and all those guys get another year of senior football, and they're going to be a force, yeah. and they don't tend to go hiding for too long, even if things don't work out. So yeah, that's where we conclude the the senior championship uh, coverage. Um, there's a consideration to actually split the audio afterwards and have intermediate and, and junior in one. So if we do that, uh, I'll just queue this up to have it ready. So you're welcome to our coverage of the intermediate and junior championships. Um, lots of excitement, lots of entertainment there as well. Uh, it's Kevin and Brian with you. And James Foley's going to join us now. How are you getting on, sir? Kev, how's it going? Brian, how are you? How's it getting how on? James? Flying it down yourself. <laughs> not a bother, not a bother. You said not got Stephen Bamrick on, I see. I must be after taking all the Wi-Fi from the lockdown. <laughs> <trainer. laughs> There's not a whole lot of it going, lad. There's not no, a lot no, of it going. no, no. It's, it's scarce enough here. So it is. Yeah, I, know, I don't want to make, uh, I suppose, political comments, but uh, yeah, maybe a, cer- a certain politician well-known would, ha- would have electricity turned off by now anyway, let alone broadband. So we're lucky we're on the air at all, the way things are going. Um, so, yeah. Listen, James, um, you're you're kind of in a, a juggling act this year, I suppose, with, with the refereeing and obviously being involved with Kilbride as well. Um, Toolbox is obviously a very good friend of mine in podcasting sense in terms of the left wing back and with the, the Irish Rally podcast too. He stepped in this year. You're in there alongside him. And um, James, you seem to be having great crack. Yeah, Jesus. Well, we didn't have too much crack at the league because we actually couldn't feel the team, so we couldn't. But... Um... I suppose, though, everyone in the county kind of knows uh, the situation we're in, Kev, down in Kilbride. Like, you know, um, I I heard there were lads saying there on um, talking to Shane, like about going to Electric Picnic and stuff. We've lads that have be going to ABBA Tribute Band now or something like that, or the Beatles, to be honest, <laughs> uh, with, with, our, with our age profile. Uh, electric Picnic now be too young for our lads, to be honest. So we, we've no worries this weekend. We would have gladly played this weekend. <laughs> um but no, no. Listen, it, like it was, it was tough there in the league. There, it was trying to trying to round lads up again. But no, listen, Collins after coming in there to start of the year, uh, we've after been training since I suppose middle of March. Uh, John Smith came in with him, and also Brendan Butler. Two boys have massive experience. Brendan is actually playing as well, obviously. But um, and then Tommy Gray is there as well, doing warm up and stuff as well, coming down to training and to the games as well. So it's um. No, fair play to the boys. We're they're after putting in a massive effort. And then we got everyone back going then around uh start of July, end of June. So we're after we're after training very well since then anyway. And we're, we're basically just taking one game at a time, you know. And we're we're really enjoying it, you know. Yeah, you don't make life easy in yourself. So I think at one stage in the first half, you're down to twelve. Uh obviously you got you got one back after the black card. But uh yeah, like it was some was some way to to grind out a win when you're two men down for just a good, I suppose. Would you say two thirds of the game, almost like um, yeah, to win it by a point and a lo- a local derby as well, you know? <laughs> yeah, for a local derby, yeah, it, it looks like we we've been uh, very bold boys down in Kilbride. We actually finished with eleven because Mitch Kelly got a black card, I think, about a minute and a half to go as well. So, um, yeah, <laughs> finished with 11, I think, anyway, in the championships, they won by a point. It was good work, so it was. But, um, listen, whatever way you win, a win is a win, as you said, you know. So, it was, no, listen, we, um, even the, the last week's match again, O'Hanners as well, like, it was, we were going in and we were saying it was going to be a tough match. The Blues were going to throw everything at us and we were ready for the battle. And uh, same again there and against Kildavan as well. Obviously, a local derby, the two of us are in the same parish. Um it was always going to be a kind of a dogfight as well. I'd say it wasn't a great spectacle to watch, uh, to be honest. But anyway, that's really what it's all about in the intermediate championship. You have to grind out the wins. And uh, like, you know, we've not absolutely not won yet. We've a big match coming up again, Grange, then in two weeks' time. They had a big win against O'Hanners uh, on Saturday night then at half seven in, in, in the centre of excellence. So, um, yeah, no, we're really enjoying it. Like, and it's all a bit of crack. And listen, life's too short anyway to be... To be worrying about this result and that result, we're just going down, having the crack of training, and then rocking up for the matches and uh, putting everything into it. That's what it's all about. That I is what a, it's all about. I made a bad mistake last week. I predicted um, the Blues to be Grange. My, my thinking was wrongly that there'd be a sting in the tail after the, the loss the week before, and um, seven fourteen to three points. But the Blues seem to be in in a really bad spot for whatever's going on with them. Um, but, so you're straight through now. Um, you can't be 
No, we should be, yeah, no we, you've grained. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, Grange run three points after us. So That's if it. obviously if, if if Grange beat us, then um Grange goes straight through to the semi final. So obviously uh Grange will be going in as hot favourites into that one anyway, with what injury <laughs> what injuries we have and, and maybe a suspension or two after the match the other evening as well. But uh no, listen, Grange uh they're doing absolutely Trojan work out in Grange there with juveniles and stuff as well after being out refereeing them there and all. They're putting in massive effort and, uh, you know, they're putting in great work after getting back out with Junior last year as well. Had a big win the other night and a good result again. Kildab in the first day out as well. So they're putting in a big effort. as well. You know, it's, it's a credit to them. Kev, you'll have to um, do a live commentary that one and call it the Battle of the Crossroads. Yeah. <laughs> and who'll be dancing at the Crossroads afterwards, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Could, could do something like that, all right? We, we could arrange it again. Bandwidth and internet determine all these things, as uh, James knows. Look, I, I'm not too far away from James. Well, my home place isn't, uh, and it can be ropey enough at times out there, internet wise. So, uh, this national broadband plan, I'm begging for it to be rolled out and rolled out heavily. And good, we might be able to get a politician to push that for us. It's there somewhere, will we? The line is gone there now. Can't hear you. Can't hear you. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, coming back to the intermediate championship. So that's that's the the run of the mill there. Um, while we have you, James, I might just go over to the other group for a word on that there as well, like because um we're we're seeing some interesting results. I was just trying to think there earlier, and Navon might have racked up a tally of of seventeen points, but it could be like a four or five or. You know, a three-eight or something like that. I don't remember the last time they kicked sixteen points in the game. I think it was sixteen all to finish between themselves and Tolo, and uh, it sounded like an enjoyable enough encounter. I don't know. Did you did you get much insight in that one now? But yeah, I, I, I saw I saw the last match against uh, Navon and uh, Airog the first day of week because we were playing actually after after them, and obviously. Uh, Navon will be going fairly like to have a very good trainer in, in uh, Dublin Mick out there as well. Dublin Mick was with us for the last couple of years and got a great bit of joy out of us, out of the players down in Kilbride. So, like, um, like for Michael to score 16 points, it was a great turnaround, so it was for them last weekend. And they, they were on a high, obviously, after coming back from what was it, eight points, nine, seven points down against their rogue, uh, the first day out. So, like, their training must have been good during the week. And, and they're going into two weeks' time now in, in a good stead then against. Which will be a big battle then again, Fenad, you know, in two weeks' time. Mm-hmm. Another local another local derby. I think nearly all, except for like there's nearly all local derbies. Like in our group, there's ourselves in Kildavan. Uh Granger is only over Granger's only over the road from us then as well. And then you have Aerog and the Blues in like it's everything. It's like as Carlos a small county as we know anyway. There's nearly all local derbies. Yeah. So it's well, it's, it's, it's 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 funny that way. It's derby that's derby central, yeah. And that look at central. that one. Four like Fenna on, on four points, Navon on two. Like Navon have two draws, but if they beat Fenna, they'll get through having won just one game. And Fenna, despite having won two, won't go straight through to a semi. And I get there's glitches and flaws in every system. Like, and then just like yourselves have won two games, you're not guaranteed to go straight through it. Is it just the nature of the structure, like, or, you know? Yeah, it, 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 I, I, I think it's a good structure, to be fair, because. It gives every team a chance, and even it goes down to the out of out of the three games that you do play in the groups, it goes nearly nearly all the groups go down to the uh, to the final day, like you know. So um, obviously we're not tr- we're through to a quarter final, which we were we're happy to be in, and we'll see whether we can push on and get to a semi final. But like last year, if you look back on it, we actually just we drew two games last year and we got to a quarter final, which is like you know. And the fighting, I know two teams went down last year. Like the fighting Cox were unlucky to go down, and obviously Tom Moore were unlucky to go down. It was, it's just, it is the way it is, you know. But um, like, yeah, for us to go through last year with two draws was uh, was a kind of a funny one, to be honest. Mm-hmm. How will that group, the the Fenne, Michael, Tullo, and Airog group, uh, with two draws, does that make the head? Oh no, it got scored. That's what I'm saying. No, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying to you. If Michael, if Michael be a Fenne. They'll go through on head to head, having won just yeah. one game, and Fenna having won two games already. If they lose that, won't go straight through to the semi. Well, I thought this is what I'm trying to say. No, there's only three it's teams. Only if, it's head only head if there's, there's a yeah. score difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, much, yeah. yeah. Score difference so, only comes into it if uh, score difference only comes into it's the three teams yeah. and same points. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Kev, you actually have two referees here. Uh, did Brian, did Brian tell you, did Brian tell you how good of a referee he was back in his day? 
I, I remember I remember him down the line one time, all right, but uh, I, I and refereeing and refereeing. I uh, I watched. He went from, watched he went from getting abused to uh, refereeing <laughs> to getting abused to being a politician now as well. So he's lo- he loves the hardship. He's, he's still doing the lines. So he got married there a few weeks ago. Um, hey. Yeah. No, uh, I watched um, Rangers and um, All Auckland last night with Dara. Uh, standing beside him now. By the way, several times he went ah James uh, for when, for some of your decisions, so you make get on to him. Um, but uh, as this is a different game now though. Like there was no mark, there was no black card. Jeez, uh, what what referees have to do now is actually that's what I want to ask you. What the mark is it hard to is it a hard thing to to referee and try and get right? Uh... You, do, you you really have to do your homework on it, to be honest. Um, like, when I started out refereeing as four, nearly four, four, five years ago now, like, you you think it's, oh, this is going to be such a handy number. Like, you know what I mean? You're just going to rock up, do the game. But there's so many rules. You have to be in the right position. Like, uh, the rule book, you really have to know the rule book off by heart, genuinely. And so many people get on to you during the game, and even players as well, because I'd be saying it to the lads down in Cabrera as well, like, so many players don't actually know all the... Like, you know, there's so many rules yeah. that they don't actually know. And they're like, what are you calling that for? What are you calling this for? And if you don't call it, you're going to be the one pin for then as well, you know. But the mark... The mark, the, the mark is a tricky one. It is. But you just have to know your stuff, be confident in your own ability that you're able to see the call and just make the call. But it's up to the players then as well to get their hand... Like, the, just yeah. the onus is on the player as well. There was, like... What stood out for me last night was um like it's it's a skill to get away from your man, create space and win a ball. There's a certain skill to that, right? But you can't compare that skill to two fellas going up for a ball and one fella clean. Like that's to me is worth more being rewarded. But like there was a couple of times last night where I think it was Rangers, um, like a thirty yard kick from just from outside the forty five, and like what seemed to be fairly standard football and next thing you man has a free kick for it. And I, I'm just wondering, like every time you bring in a new rule in the GA, the first thing a team will do is sit down and go, right, how do we milk this to the last? Or how do we get the most out of this that will benefit us? And that's understandable. But um, and how do you, you can't change the mark and say, well, you can only call a mark if it's a 50-50 ball and uh, you catch it over your head. Like it's that would be a nightmare to referee. But I just wonder, are we making it too easy for forwards? I suppose is the, is the, the question you know um well from a from a fella that's played in the backs all his life i'd say absolutely <laughs> we're making it too easy on the forwards um but when i see the likes of Parik nolan or dara or whoever's inside an hour or joe waters or whoever's playing for us i'm like oh yeah absolutely take the mark all day long get the easy score oh it's like it's, 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 it's a you don't you don't be winning your defenders have a mark as well aren't they there is, there, there absolutely is, Kev. You're on the ball. There is not too many people use it now, mind, but there is a defensive mark. Yeah, this is a, it was a forwards union versus defenders union there. <laughs> but uh, in general, the, the thing I like, James, about yourself refereeing, you're fairly straight to the point. You always are, aren't you? But you communicate with the lads and you talk to them on, on a human level. And the fact that you know you're, you're going and doing that and making such progress in such a quick period of time, you know, it's it's encouraging. Uh, but from an enjoyment point of view, like, are, are you getting are you getting a kick over, or is it just a pain in the arse at times? Like, no, I, I genuinely do, Kev, and uh, I I do really enjoy it. I absolutely do. Now, in fairness, I have to say, fair play to Anne. She's after putting up with a lot because I'll be gone one night for training, and then the next night I'll be gone for matches and uh, for refereeing matches. But no, I am enjoying it, and uh, I'll see how see how I get on as long as I'm doing doing a good job on it. Um, I'll I'll be I'll be I'll I'll enjoy it basically. Do you know what I mean? I suppose if you make everyone makes mistakes and referees make mistakes every day to go out, and you have to hold your hand up to them mistakes as well. Now you won't be able to hold your hand up till after the game, unfortunately. That's the that's the joys of refereeing. But um, basically, when the referee shouldn't be even talked about after a game is the way to do it. It's about the 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 uh, fifteen on each side and the five or six that come on each game. And if the referee is not spoken about. That's the best way. Then you're after having a good game and no one says a word. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, like I, I just have to mention, like the lads in Carlo, like there's only about 23 or four referees in Carlo. Like, and I would encourage anyone, any young fella or any older fella to get involved because I know people say about the hardship you get on the side. Like you, you kind of have to rare. let that you have yeah. to no, but you have to let it off, like let it over your shoulder, like you know, and just 
laugh it off and just get on with it and be strong mind. But I do have to mention, obviously, the lads that looked after me, they're, they're there a long time and they have a lot of miles in the clock and they're still going strong and they're on Leinster panels and national panels like the likes of the two Hickeys, Johnny Murphy, uh, Paddy DeSalt, Brian Deere and Paul O'Dwyer. Like, all them lads have been such a help to me. Like, they, they'd be on the phone to you making sure, like, you know, do you need anything? Are you happy and all? Like, you know, you need to work on this. You need to, you're doing very well on this. So it like it's uh, everyone gives each, each other such a great hand and uh, uh, Pacquiao as well. Brian had no Pacquiao fierce well. Like Pat has been a brilliant help. So he has. And then I obviously have my four umpires there that come. Colin obviously you know Colin comes as well umpire. My father Jim, Willie O'Toole, Liam Foley, and then Dara obviously comes from time to time then as well. So, Actually, um, you mentioned your father and Dara there. I ref the match. Out in Tyreland, uh, Cabrera Juniors versus Tyreland Juniors. Dara was midfield and Jim Foley was full forward. Uh, and you want Dara calling for da 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 for like the weirdest thing you could hear on, on a bit. <laughs> um, and I think, um, uh, what's his name, Derek, um, Derek Vance, running, Derek Vance, they're running with Derek Vance that day. Uh, he wasn't over happy with, with food <laughs> decisions, but uh. A strong man to be having her own anyway. Well, I'll tell you another good story about Dara and my father and myself. We were playing another junior match up in um, O'Loughlin, so it was, uh, uh, must be, I don't know, must be 15 years ago now at this stage anyway. And um, so I was midfield, or yeah, I was midfield with my father and Dara was centre forward. And uh, some decision didn't go our way anyway. And Ollie Hines was refereeing it. And... The tree was complained, and the tree was got yellow cards at the same time. So I was like, uh, "What's your name, lads?" And I, we were like, uh, "James Foley, Dara Foley, Jim Foley." And he looked over at me, father, and says, "Well, I know your name anyway, so I do, but uh, I'll take the two young lads' names as well." Three for That's the price good. of one. All in, all in good spirits, though. All in good spirits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just going back to that comment there of saying that, like when you're calling for the ball, uh, I remember. Craig Wall telling me before he played a couple of years with David and uh, he said that and he, I think he went over to him during the game don't ever fucking call me that again he's on the pitch right? <laughs> call me sir <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would, would you call him would you call Jim Daly when you're looking for the ball and stuff playing junior that time or would you just would you say Jim Jim or like, can you remember like no I would have said that yeah I would have said that yeah <laughs> I would have been normally in the backs anyway, so it would have been Dara kicking it into him. I wouldn't have been able to get up that far. I would have got a rush of blood to the head if I was kicking it into the full forward line. What just, are the opposition thinking in this moment when they hear this? Like, like <laughs> oh, um, go, go back to like hearts of dog. Like I, <clears throat> I could count on less than one hand, a couple of fingers, the amount of times where I ever felt seriously questioned doing a game. Like I, like I was nineteen, twenty, twenty-one when I was refing. So you'd be. Yeah. Not fit now, but you'd be like, I think players appreciate it a bit more when if you're that bit younger, that bit fitter, and able to keep up with the play. Um, and it, it, when you keep up with the play, you're you're open to less questioning because well, people trust that you're you're closer to the action, like you know. But um, uh, no, absolutely, people that watch this and say that, uh, hold on, no, I remember like you were useless this game or that game, whatever. But I like I, I I've only positive memories from from refereeing, like it was just fantastic. Mm. Oh no! I know it is. It's it, it, it's 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 brilliant. And listen, if we don't have referees, we won't have games. So, like, we definitely should be encouraging people to get out there and and do it. And and as you say, Brian, yeah, I think players do appreciate when when uh, when the referees are fitter and up with the game and stuff like that. Like, and a lot of a lot of the referees in Canada, the majority of them and all of them are well able because we have to do fitness tests and rules tests and whatnot anyway. So you have to be up there with it, like. And we've so many lads on the national panel and stuff like that as well. So we should be proud of them lads as well. And and uh, be saying, yeah, Jesus, Carol, we're actually punching above our weight for referees as well, you know? Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Uh, in fairness, I have, to, I have to ask you this question, right? Oh, on, on the odd occasion, you might have blown a head gasket, but it's grand because Toolbox has them down in J&J services. And you can get one down there anyway. They stock them. But do you now have empathy for, um, I suppose, referees in general, but... You know, you, you would have given the referee a chaw at various times down through the years, right? But now when it happens to you, you're just like, ah, sure, yeah, I kind of, I was this soldier before. Um, And when you're on the line, are you, you know, are, are you any different? Are you still giving lads chaw, even though you're doing it yourself as well? 
No, Kev, my disciplinary record is very is, is exemplary, I'd say. <laughs> but um, I know, uh, Brian, I don't know what them eyes are for. Uh, um, yeah, listen. Uh, but even from, like, I, I'm just I saying. I didn't even get booked actually the other day. Didn't I? No, Kev, to answer your question, you know, I suppose, yeah. When you, when you do start out refereeing, you do see it in a different light, absolutely. Uh, maybe from time to time when I... Maybe I'm still doing it now. You think that you're when you're playing, you're actually trying. You're refereeing to get. You need to caught caught that. Like there has to be a balance. You have to. You're either playing or like you know when you're playing, you're playing. When you're refereeing, you're refereeing. That's the way you look at it. Um, and I suppose like when you're refereeing, if people are giving you a guff and stuff like that, you you just have to referee it the way the rule book says as well. You know, you have your own stance on it as well. But like if you're getting hardship like constantly, you'll have to cut it out. You know, that's yeah. that's the way I look at it. And I did give hardship in my in, in my time, and I probably still do as well. You maybe ask Brian Deere and how I got on the other night, actually on Saturday evening. He might tell you something different. <laughs> yeah, well, so look, we all we all we all do from from time to time. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of human nature, I suppose. Listen, but, as yeah. it, as as long as we all walk off the the pitch and are able to shake hands and able to go to work the next morning, listen, that's the that's it. You know, that's that's the joys of football, and that's the great thing about GA as well. Like you know, you'll bump into someone then in. The White Mills or in over in Rathvilly if they won a county title or in Carl or wherever in Lockton Ridge and you'll be able to shake their hands and say, Jesus, yeah, the game talk about the games and this and that and the other. So that's what it's all about, like as well. Everyone like Carl is such a small county, we all go support the footballers and the hurlers, and like everyone knows everyone. People from St. Mullins know people from Clonmore and people from all Lockton know people from Kildavan, and you know, every corner, like it's if you bumped into someone in the in the county grounds, you know exactly who they are. Yeah, that's it. And you know where they stand as well. And, or sit or whatever, wherever it is that everyone yeah, has. Yeah, they, they do. Everyone has their own at the back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get yourself the hickeys and all the refs on here someday and have a bit of crack. Um, Jesus. Yeah, you'll want stories yeah. to tell. That has to be a pre record. <laughs> yeah. We might have to bleep out a bit of stuff there anyway. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's after nine o'clock. Well, David, you'll, you'll get some stories out of David anyway. He could have his own. He could, he could have his own <laughs> well, couple of okay. episodes. Can I give you a quick David Hickey story? Go for it. Uh, he, time now. He, he wouldn't mind me saying this, right? But he wasn't always as, as fit and as as uh, slim as he is now, right? And he was playing in goal for uh, Fenna, and I was in Tullow, and I was refing the match, and um, this high ball came in, and he caught it, and the fella came in to tackle him, and the chap ran in, hands up, and um, when David went to play the ball, he put his hand in, and David just pulled the ball back into him and let a big scream, ah, right? And I blew him for um waited too long. I blew him for steps, right? Yeah. And he went he went when I say no, he blew a gasket, he blew fuses, gaskets, you name it at me. And he came out because Brian, what what's what are you gonna you can't tackle the goalkeeper? I said, No, you can tackle the goalie, but you just can't shoulder him. That was the rule at the time anyway. And um inside the square or was there outside the square? In, inside the square. square. Yeah. You, you can challenge yeah. him for possession, but you can't kind of try shove him over the lane or whatever. So that was the rules. <laughs> but uh, David, anyway, uh, from about ten yards away, decides to drive the ball as hard as he can straight at me. And I, when I started, the ball, like I went like the quiz past me here, and the, the I think it was I don't know if we were playing Tullow who were playing, but the boys looked at me and said like, "You going to send them off?" But I couldn't. It was David Hickey, like you know, you couldn't send them off. But uh, so it's just interesting to see. I wonder, is that what inspired him to become a ref? That that crazy decision that I made against him, like you know. I, I Brian, I'm going. If he's probably probably listening in there now, but Brian, I'm actually going to text him here now and say, Brian O'Donoghue inspired you to be the referee you are today. <laughs> that's that that's that's the quote of the night, I think. Anyway. <laughs> James, we'll we'll leave it at that. Thanks, Will. I said five or ten minutes to you, so I'm sorry for for keeping you so long, boss. But uh, I'll I'll send I'll send John the bill, Kev. No hassle. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna. Do you know what? It's mad. We're we're moving on to the junior championship now. When you're going, which is where a lot of people talk, Kilbride would be this year. So fair play on that note. Fair play and onwards and upwards. I tell you, lads, the lad, the lads actually said to us, "Tell the boys to keep writing us off is the is the handiest thing to do." And we, as we said, uh, as we as we do say, we like being the underdog anyway. It's the easiest way to go in anyway. No expectations. That's it. We'll do all the talking. You can do all the all the winnings, Joe. Uh, all the that's the story now. Thanks, James. Mind yourself. Kev, Brian, listen. Take care. Cheers, man. All the best. Cheers, man. Jim. Legend. What a legend, gas man. Um, moving back to the junior championship then. So yeah, look, as I said, I'm going to start with the game that I was at. Steve's want to talk about you. 
and that was Lockton Bridge versus the Fighting Cocks. And uh, firstly, I, I I got this one wrong. Um, it was an opinion. There's nobody out there. I I I guess that would think that I actually wanted Lockton to lose that game. Hardly. Uh, I mean, after all, the the logo here behind me, it is a it is a black jersey with a yellow number. Um, you know, in the background. And actually, it's it's funny because people have asked where did that come from, or whatever. But yeah, it was sentimental all fired here. But first game I played for Lachlan, I was wearing seven. I was only 16 playing a junior C game or something like that. And uh, first game for Neobri was actually seven as well. Um, intermediate, <laughs> intermediate championship. And then we're a little bit left wing by, by nature. So that's that's where the left wing back podcast has has come from. Um, but yeah, anyway, the, back back to the game. Sorry for rambling on there on a bit of a tangent. No, I, I haven't been to ask you that. So that's... Play. Yeah, play. that's 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 where she originated from. One sixteen, Lockton Bridge, thirteen points to Fighting Cox. Now, uh, truth be told, Lockton Bridge probably should have won this game by more, which which was mad. Um, in the early exchanges, Fighting Cox, as they always are, and when you go to their grounds, you're coming back. If you're coming back with a victory, you're coming back with bruises after. Very hard, very physical. Um, you know, I'm not going to start using cliches, but that's that's the type of game. They play hard, hard and fair. And uh, I think Lockton Bridge might have struggled with that a little bit. But, you know, you don't go toe-to-toe in those situations if that's not what you're kind of set up to do or if you don't have the equipment to do that. So Lockton Bridge kind of, you know, I'm not going to say I'm not gonna say they were water because they, they weren't. But they just kept playing football and tried to move the ball quickly. And um, I suppose the Fighting Cocks were looking at it from a nutritional point of view, trying to wear them down. But... Another segment we'll have to do is a segment on Owler that's still still doing it and is doing it in, 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 in fucking grey style as well, I have to say. Matty Dowling, about 10 seconds in. I don't know what is he, he's 42 or 3. I think I was saying this yesterday. Um, pops on over the bar, looks fresh out. Val Fleming down the far side, still still doing it like full forward. Um, and look, that Kilbride team would probably get them a shout in general too because a lot of them are, are in their 40s and, and fair play and they're, they're still at it. But anyway, back to the game. Aidan Lillis upon the clinic for Lockton Bridge was absolutely brilliant. Uh, Billion O'Brien at full back was, was really good. Liam Brennan in the middle of the field, I suppose, being a county man now, you'd expect him to stand up and he did. Very vocal. And uh, they got themselves a, a badly, badly needed victory. But the Cox now are in a little bit of a predicament. So, butter, yeah. uh, in the other side of this group, Tin Ryland got Galatasaray, unfortunately. Uh, Jesus, that was like, that was tweeted a week uh, from the Clamore oh, man. Twitter. Ah, and I didn't see it the Saturday morning. Three fourteen to no score. Didn't even score. Well, yeah, the, the tweet which we should probably display on the screen was it was a nice evening here in Istanbul. Had a try. So uh, yeah, that was that was a good one there. Yeah, in fairness, uh, I, it, I was, it was well received. I presume Jared Idle is over the Clamore Twitter, but I don't know. I actually don't know to be honest with you, but it was. It was he probably he probably texts you when, when he when he hears. Um but just no Kev the Cox are in the Cox are in trouble. Um um so they have to they still to play um they're they have to play Clamore like they have to play Clamore who are riding high and um okay there's a bit of history there with, with the two of them but uh geez I I'd be I'm just looking at the table here. Um four so points got, Clamore, two points oh, Lockner Bridge, two, two points to Ireland and Clomore are guaranteed to finish, excuse me, top because they've beaten Lockton Bridge and Tin Island. So regardless of um, who wins between Lockton Bridge and Tin Island in the last game, Clomore are going to go straight through to a semi on the, the head-to-head. Mm. But, and even if the Cox were to beat uh, um, Clomore, they've lost to Tin Island. So, right, no, well then, like, you wouldn't... Actually, yeah, I haven't thought about this in, in great detail. So there, yeah, you're right. Actually, yeah, I didn't think about it from that from that point of view as much. But uh, yeah, so if, yeah. let's say that, let's say they even managed to beat Clamore, which is not it's not impossible. Let's say yeah. they did, uh, that put them on two points. Um, mm. Ryland they're already on two points, but Ireland have beaten them on the head to head. So Cox are, are um, Lockton Bridge have beaten them on the head to head. So yeah, they're. In... <laughs> I don't know. I hadn't even put the sus on that one, to be honest. Yeah. But that's, the other, who's that's in the other then? So yeah, we'll go across to that. There was a game on that this evening. I'm just going to see is the result up because Ballon were playing Bindestown. Um, that's right, yeah. I don't see a result to hand. Oh, I do. Here we go. Jeez, that's a walloping as well. One, two, uh, one twenty-three to a point. Ballon won that one. Um, so that puts Ballon on the four points with Palatine on two points. Uh, Auckland also on two points, and Bindestown haven't got. 
off the marker. Yeah, Palatine beat all Auckland on Friday night on a scoreline of four or five to one eight. I was hoping to get Snackbox on the program this evening. He's just a little bit itchy about coming on, Stetra Palatine and all, and that's that's fair enough. Fully understood. Um, not going to make you feel guilty, Snack. James Foley is a selector of Kilbride as well. He turned up this evening. Shane Redmond's a player with Ireland. Come on, man. Give the people what they want. They want the snack box. We want the snack box. Um, hopefully, over the next few weeks, we'll we get snack box on. But I believe he wasn't best pleased with a decision or two. And at one stage, and I was thinking about this when you were saying the story about the ball wasn't past your head. I think they're still looking for O'Neill size five inside in the bush somewhere up in Malasha Park. Uh, <laughs> I believe Colin Coughlin was there for ages after the game, still trying to get this ball out, out of the hedge. Um, Snack, Snack didn't take too kindly to a, to a decision, but um, they got the result anyway. And that's so that's shaping up. Uh, again, we'll go to the permutations next week, or whatever. But yeah, it's it's in. It's interesting. Like there's as much of a grow. This way, kind of separated, right? There is as much of a grow for. Junior and intermediate as there is for senior, and even going back to, to junior B, there's, there's a good bit of biting that as well because yeah. Asker always there, thereabouts, you know what I mean. And I hope they get back up into, into junior A and stay there for, for some time. And they don't want pity no more than any club does, right? But it's so difficult on them, like, um, they out of all the town teams, they just have that resources, you know, the pool of players, they just don't have the depth the same as a lot, but yeah, you know. And there was a time they were in intermediate finals and stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, so hopefully they can they can return. But results there: three eleven, Aska, Fenna six points, um, Rafili three thirteen, Avon four points, and Balabrana two eighteen, Erog eight points. Uh, I don't have the junior seed results handy. Um, will I try sift back? Ah, sure, we'll, we'll try sift back there as you go along. But there is brain and fairness to the grad there, isn't there? Like it's yeah. it's very popular regardless. Definitely, and I remember back in 2012-2013 when the when they went from 12 teams in the senior and 12 teams in the intermediate back down to 8, and there was obviously a lot of controversy at the time. Uh, I remember with the Cox and all, they had just won the intermediate and they weren't going to be allowed to come up, and we all know what happened. But um, I think ultimately the, the change in the structure at that time, I know we still have a couple of dead rubbers that might happen. Um, that probably That's probably unavoidable no matter what system you have. But... Um, what it's meant now is teams are in their the, the right grade, and you 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 play in a competitive championship maybe for a couple of years before you go up a grade, and you're more prepared for that particular grade. Then you know, um, like there was too many years there where um Raffili and Palatine were contesting junior A finals, and it was their both club second teams, and I I think I said last week it's far better you're far better off when you can have a club's first team in a championship you're going to have a more competitive game um I I think it's no surprise that there's lads who whose first club is junior now who are on the county panel and and making uh, making waves you know because they're playing more competitive football throughout the whole year mm-hmm. uh just on the junior B groups uh, St Mullins on four points in group one Ballarat on two Calavan on two uh Aerog knocking off the mark there but stress there what's that third team. You know, so uh, other side, Aska for Rafili two, Fenna two, Navon yet to go off the mark. And I do have some results in the junior C. Uh, St. Patrick six seventeen, Ballon one ten, Clomore two eighteen, Lachlan Bridge two points, Palatine one fourteen, Point Cox one eight. Uh, so that's the the scale there. Um, as you said, next weekend is a is a blank canvas. Um, we will go and do a, a detailed preview next Monday night uh, at nine o'clock as well on the games leading up because there is a, a nice bit to play for and it's mad the intentions tonight before there was a ball kicked over the weekend was to maybe flip it and start with junior and intermediate but like I couldn't not start with with, um, with the senior after what, what had happened but maybe with, with all that kind of up for grabs we, we might go and start with intermediate um, yeah, in particular next week yeah. and see what the what the scale is any other big takeaways from the weekend actually come on you'll give a shout out to um, Navon or not Navon Jesus won't say that yeah. Michael beat uh Binders down two twenty to ten points and they really the win over Monster Surrenders. Uh don't have the result in, in the other game, but that was the story with the uh, Kamogi. But from your point of view, anything else to find out? No, um before we come around, I was thinking about things that stood out in, in my head, and one of them was the the O'Loughlin goal that equalized against Rangers. Um it was actually an O'Loughlin kick out that went to the Rangers midfielder or halfback. Um, and so there was a real chance for Rangers to punish punish them and, and really put the game to bed. And in fairness, they're locked in. They got it turned over. And um, in 
what was an unusual moment in that match. They broke at pace and um, they got to go all over it. But just um, it was just something that stuck in my mind as to how you can um, have that opportunity and how quick they, a game can turn in, a, in an instant, you know. Um, mm-hmm. That stood out. Yeah. But, um, I'm not going to say who's your player of the week because I know you weren't at all, all the games, but there is definitely contenders. Um, like Danny Moore has to be a contender just for, just for the two points he got. Uh, just as a flurry of pal, as you could say, you could say Jamie Kenny, you could say Kieran Morn, young, Morn, young yeah. Joshua Egan was a live wire in near the goal as well. Yeah, the um, range corner back Murphy, uh, Fionn Murphy, very steady, yeah, very impressed with him. I don't even know what age that chap is, but he was he was excellent, and there wasn't, mm-hmm. um, there was, there was no, and then you go the grades, and there is standouts in in all of them there, like you know, so uh, yeah, that's the choice. Dunzer, thanks, million for jumping on with us again. We'll have a chat yeah, with you yeah. again at some point during the. Championship and uh, look after yourself, man. Thanks again. Take care. Uh, just before we finish up, I want to mention our sponsors once more the Recovery Hope and Carlo Milano's takeaway in Bidenstown, Seamus Bourne Electrical. They're on a high, obviously, in, in Toronto at the moment. Uh, Carpenter's Bar, Lounge, and Restaurant, of course, in, in Carlotown. Mark Carpenter, a previous guest on the uh, My Time in the Gansey series. Uh, Ray Whelan, Waste Management Services. Thanks to them for coming on, along with uh, Scats Bouncing Castles, JJ Services, Fine Framers, Carlo and the Baba's Barbershop. That's where we leave it for this evening. Uh, thanks to our guests, Shane Redmond and James Foley, Brandon, who joined us as well. Everyone who's listened in, everyone who's watched. And uh, I suppose if there's anything you want to do for us regarding the podcast, there's a five-star thing you can hit on Spotify. And there's also a five-star you can hit on our podcast. If you're listening on those two platforms, it takes two seconds to do it, and it makes a big, big difference to us in terms of ratings and reviews. That's the story. I'm off to enjoy the picnic uh, this weekend, uh, like a lot of other Carlo people. We'll be back though next Monday night at 9 o'clock, albeit maybe a little bit worse for wear, but we'll keep the show on the road. But until then, take care.